everybody. Dave DeBoe here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And if you're a flipper or you've watched flipping on HGTV or you've thought about flipping or you're considering getting into flipping, you're going to want to spend some time listening to today's guest because Chris Bounds has done over 200 flips. And he's going to talk to us today about why he suggests you don't do them. <laughs> So, Chris, welcome to the call. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, right around 200, but especially with some of those projects, made my hair turn a little bit grayer than it used to be. But yeah, you're, it's you're been still fun. Doing, you're still doing pretty good there. You still have got a heck of a lot more hair than I do, and it's a lot <laughs> less gray. So <laughs> you're doing all right. So, Chris, yeah, tell us, first of all, you've done lots and lots and lots of flipping. How long were you flipping for? And when did you decide and why did you decide that that's not really the path you want to continue taking? I got started back in real estate 2005 in college. I read this book. You've probably never heard of it. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Was it purple um, back then or what? <laughs> and I just, I don't know. It, dust, you know. it took some dust off of it, read it. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to be rich. Now, from a macro level, it's a really good book, but it didn't teach you the actual trenches getting out there and actually doing deals. So I learned that in other ways, ended up knocking on doors. We flipped four houses my first year in college. That's cool. Graduate and then really don't do too much. I mean, I, one of those actually was a rental, but didn't do too much until 2011 when I got married. And now I'm starting to think about the future and all that stuff. So my wife and I, actually, I go to her. She tells the story a lot better than I do. But um, I'm like, hey, babe, I want to start flipping houses again. And so she went along, got the first deal. But instead of flipping, we actually bought rentals because we both had jobs. Uh -huh. And that was ultimately our goal is with real estate, build wealth, build passive income. That's ultimately how you build security, especially financial freedom, especially if you actually want to pull out of a job that maybe you don't enjoy. Well, and, um, I, and I think to defend Kiyosaki, I think that's kind of the plan he was laying out in Rich Dad, Poor Dad originally yeah. was you know, buy real estate, hold on to it, focus on cash flow, replace your J-O-B income, all that kind of good stuff. So a hundred percent. Yeah. But along the way, we, we started flipping and, and it was that, several that, years. That pop of cash must be a little bit addictive too, right? That's the challenge. It is. I mean, whenever you're, you know, you're making like at the time, I think it was making around 80 grand or so. Um, and I had a very flexible job. So 80 grand plus flexibility was nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, you go flip a house and make 50. I'm like, Oh, that's fun. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, we started to realize that flipping is, you know, went full time in 2015. And flipping is just another job. Mm -hmm. And started to realize like, hey, these rentals that we held, and when we finally would dispose, you know, sell them after a three or five year window, like we made so much more money of them. And the flips, and we spent less time, but the flips were much more of a headache, a lot of timelines. And if something went wrong, you're like, your margins really took a hit. Hmm. You maybe you even lose money on a, on a deal or two. And then it's also this hamster wheel that you have to kind of, it's an, a monster. It's a monster that you must constantly feed to keep the machine running. So we were like, hey, look, we need to find a way to hold more assets rearrange the business. So that, that was a, it took a few years to wind that down. COVID actually was the final moment where we're like, good, we got an opportunity like to nix it all now. So we don't do any, I'm not against flipping, but at the end of the day, 
you just understand it's a job and you're not building wealth and passive income flipping. So what, let me ask you this, what skill set from doing all of those flips translated nicely over into what you're doing with long-term buy and hold? Well, I mean, you're definitely learning the trend. Anything in the, the, the transaction of a buy and hold is the same as a flip. It's just a longer timeline. Right. So this is really what I did. Instead of flipping over six months or three months, flip over five years. Like you're still buying a house. So I learned how to negotiate and I learned how to find deals. I learned how to manage contractors. Still not good at that part. And I learned how to make money on them. Now I'm making money in the near term through renting. So understanding that underwriting analysis and being able to project cash flow both on a monthly basis and going forward over a three to five year period. Right. And then ultimately how to sell. So the process actually isn't much different. So this is why I tell folks, like, if you need the money, like flipping, the, there's really nothing wrong with it. But at the end of the day, especially in a low inventory environment, if you have the skill set to find good deals and get them in the prices that, that make sense, like hold as many of them as you can. Now, if that's flip two, hold one, flip five, hold one, whatever wholesale, you know, a couple hold one, like find a way to hold more assets because otherwise you build a job for yourself. And the moment that, you know, that spigot stops, like you're like everyone else with a job, like you have no more money, hmm. at least no more income stream. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So what kind of, when you started transitioning out of flipping single family homes, did you start buying and holding more single family homes or have you moved up into multifamily? What, what did that process look like? For you? Yeah, both. So man, it's probably every investor says this, if I could go back, because the way we were buying properties between 20, especially 14 through 2017, using the model that we have now, like we would just clean house. But at least in, within the Houston market and what we were doing, even the single family rental at scale was becoming more challenging. So we were buying rentals and holding them. But instead of where we were flipping 40 houses a year, it's not like we were holding 40 rentals a year. The market was just a little bit more competitive because most landlord buyers in Houston, at least the higher end landlord buyers, the higher end, not, not by property type, but just folks that are willing to pay more money, they're willing to pay 85, 90 cents, which I'm not willing to do well, that. Well, you're not used um, to that, right? When you're comfortable with a flipping background, that's- Well, a I, I'm not used to that, but also I'm not borrowing money at you know 1%. Uh, <laughs> so we weren't able to compete from that level. So we had to figure out, hey, what's another asset class that we can actually can provide more value and compete with. So we ended up transitioning into multifamily. But over the years, I've developed really good relationships and I've seen folks move from single family to self-storage units and mobile home parks and multifamily. And I'd had ongoing conversations with them over the years, touching it. Hey, how's it going? Educating myself. So when that right opportunity came along, then I could take the deep dive. And that actually happened last year where we're a small partner, a small GP um, co-sponsor in a $41 million asset in Florida. 
it's been uh, really exciting. It's even more exciting that we were probably selling it here in the next month or so for a huge profit. But that's been the transition to multifamily for us. Very cool. Very cool. So I'm looking at your t-shirt. It says invested agent. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice, nice looking t-shirt. So tell us a little bit about that because you are all not just a real estate investor yourself, you're also an agent. And I think your your big thing is showing other real estate agents how to become investors. Which- yeah, it's really surprising. Um, you see agents great. I mean, there's this dichotomy with um, you know, investors and agents and like the extremes of both ends, like they have a very lack of respect or understanding with each other, but then you get in the middle and like, there's so much value in that, especially if you're both, which most investors over the long term will get licensed or they have someone on their core team who's licensed, whether it's a spouse or business partner. For me, there's a guy locally, he's flipped like 2000 houses. He told me to get licensed. Someone with that experience, I just did what he said. (laughs) And it's been great, but I've learned most agents, they basically own their own job. Mm-hmm. They'll sell a lot of houses and some of them will be really successful and make a ton of money, but they do not invest. And I, it's always been very strange to learn that. Like they're the insiders in this industry, but they yeah. don't invest. Yet they almost all of them say they want to learn. They just don't know how. And so it's like, they're really in the best possible position to put themselves to become very experienced with investing in an insider, but they don't do it. So that's how Invested Agents was born. COVID shut down our local meetup. We took it online and changed some things around. And yeah, we teach agents how to build wealth and passive income through real estate. Wow. Sounds sounds interesting. Yeah, it, it really is interesting why more agents aren't investors themselves. I wonder if they kind of feel a little bit embarrassed that they're surrounded by real estate and they're involved in transactions day in, day out. I think with the really successful ones, it is, you get stuck in the trenches. Like the real estate agent model, like I love agents. I respect them. My respect for agents went tenfold when I got licensed because then I realized all the work they really do. So the whole 3% commission or two and a half or whatever it is in your market, like it's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. tons of paperwork, lots of liability. Then they got broker compliance and all this other jazz. And then like they have their own lead generation problems. Like, well, for like, sure. And then, and then there's a weekend nighttime kind of profession. It's seven days on unless they build those boundaries. But a lot of them, they get stuck in that trench. Just like, you know, wholesalers and investors can, can be where if you're so stuck in the trenches of the business, it's hard to really pull yourself out yeah. without mentorship, guidance, coaching, or you just have that self-realization. So I think a lot of them just get trapped in that. And at that point, it's, I just don't have the time. I just don't know how. And it's just not priority because, man, they need to close their house so they can pay bills. Exactly. No, that makes sense. So Chris, for folks that are interested in finding out more, whether they're a real estate agent or not, you know, people are, are watching this and saying, well, this guy knows what he's talking about when again, especially he's done gazillion flips. He's switched over into a long-term buy and hold. How can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Yeah, and pretty much anything we talked about is evergreen to anyone that's interested in real estate. I just happen to have a little affiliation with, with agents. So investedagents.com, that's how you can find more. Um, investedx.com is a, uh, there's a holding place now, but that site will be up within the next week or so as we're getting a new investment fund. 
up and running. So, um, but either way, that'll have our socials contact, reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I, I respond to every DM, hit me up on Twitter. I may be a little slower, but Instagram, Facebook, pretty quick. Excellent. Very, very good. So Chris, congratulations for making the transition from very, very, very active real estate investing, flipping 40 houses a year. That's uh, makes me sweat just thinking about that and then getting more into the passive side of things and then showing other people how to do it. So thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.